Welcome to For Your Children on 1460 AM Christian Radio. I am your host, Tiffany Boyd, and my mission is to share the truth and love about education. There is a battle raging for the souls of our nation's children. I hope this ministry prepares you for battle. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Ephesians 6, 10 through 11. I want to thank Safe Storage for sponsoring tonight's show. If you live in Columbia, Hohenwall, or Mount Pleasant, Tennessee, and have storage needs, Safe Storage has you covered. You can reach them at safestoragetn.com. That's safestoragetn.com. If you would like to sponsor For Your Children or Free Your Children radio show, you can contact me at freeyourchildren at gmail.com, and I can send you a sponsorship package. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, email, the Borough Pulse, that's B-O-R-O-P-U-L-S-E dot com. I'm a monthly contributor there. So if you go to that particular website, you will find my author page where you can read all about education. All of my articles focus on education. Then I have my new website, freeyourchildren.com. If you haven't had an opportunity to check that out, I highly encourage you to do so, and I am very excited to be kicking off a series dedicated to single moms that homeschool. They say it can't be done. These women are shattering the misconceptions and proving that it can be done and it can be done well. And tonight's guest is going to be discussing that with us here tonight. Kathy Weehy is a mother of six children ranging in ages from 6 to 32 and grandmother to 5. She has been homeschooling her children since 1997 after graduating with a degree in education. Upon seeing the environment of the public school firsthand, Kathy decided to educate her children at home using a plethora of publishers and materials over the years. Due to the special learning needs of her children and the struggles associated with their birth history, she has developed many strategies for educating children in a way that meets their learning styles. In 2015, Kathy left an unhealthy marriage to protect herself and her children. The call to homeschooling her children was the primary goal in seeking employment that would provide for the needs of the family alone without support. Over the last eight years, Kathy has learned to find avenues to provide income, cut expenses, and continue educating her children in the safety of her home. Welcome, Kathy. We're, we're so excited to have you with us tonight. Thank you. I'm excited as well. Well, tell us, why did you decide to homeschool? Uh, well, it, it actually started with my experience uh, doing student teaching. Uh-huh. Uh, after I got my degree at the end, you know, you do student teaching, and I just saw firsthand the public school situation. And I knew that my heart was that I wanted children to raise the way God wanted me to raise them. And I always just felt like I didn't want to have children for somebody else to raise. Um, so I very quickly was saw the public school situation and realized that's not where I want to put my kids. So, mm-hmm. um, so I actually had a friend at our church who was homeschooling and it was pretty new back then and pretty like, you know, like people were like, um, you're what? (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, so she, she really just walked me through that whole first year of, you know, oh, you can do this and oh, they can participate in sports and oh, they can Uh do this and you can teach them how to read and, um, all of that, you know, so I have never looked back. We started then and I just kept going. Um, I still have a six-year-old at home. That's great. I love it. 
Now, you spoke about, you be, you began your journey in 1997. So were there a lot of homeschoolers in the area where you lived at that time? No, not at I mean, well, I mean, honestly, because, you know, at that time, people were just kind of hiding out. Right, exactly. You know? uh, so right. Was, I really don't know how many there were. There weren't a lot that I knew of, you know, that I could, you know, use as help or um, mm-hmm. so that kind of grew as you know over the years as I continued homeschooling the, the homeschool community grew and absolutely um, and it's still growing today and then of course social media helped to be able to connect those of absolutely. us that were homeschooling I remember in our early years of homeschooling that was a big struggle finding other people that were homeschooling because mm-hmm. back then and I'm going to date us Kathy I know <laughs> Back then, you just had to pick up the phone and try to call someone, and you might have even used the phone book. Do you remember using the right, phone book? Right, right. <laughs> Other than just to boost up a child on a chair, yeah. That's right. You know? That's right. You had you had to actually figure out who in your community might actually be homeschooling and then try to look them up, find their number, give them a call, or maybe send them an email. I think emails for us had started during that point in time, but it literally was like finding a needle in, the, in a haystack. Yeah, So. Absolutely. You know, the new homeschoolers that are just getting started on their journey, they don't they weren't around, you know, during any of that. So they're walking right. in a whole totally different lane because they have the availability of just being able to sit down and, you know, type it in and they can find, you know, groups everywhere. And then, of course, we know just the homeschooling community in general is growing by leaps and bounds. It, you know, it started around. You know, it was a small population, a very small population. The growth was around, you know, two to three percent, I think. And now it's exploded to 20 percent. COVID launched that, you know, obviously when schools closed down and people came home and and then they realized that they didn't have to go back. So it was a totally different world then. Even in the curriculum, you know, we didn't even have the availability of curriculum because we, you know, now you pretty much can plug in your computer and it can teach your kid if you wanted it to. It's not my choice, but you know, I had workbooks from Walmart when they used to carry, (laughs) they used to carry workbooks and, uh, you know, that's how I did kindergarten. And you know, know, we had a Christian bookstore that had some, just some things, or maybe we'd use Sunday school materials or different things or, you know, Right. Um, we just didn't have near as many options for. No, we um, did not. We did stuff. not. So ha- hats off to all you pioneer homeschool families that are listening to this show because we see you. <laughs> <laughs> we blazed the trail for you. That's right. That's right. Well, let's, t- you know, the, the whole I'm so excited about launching this series because several months ago I had written a piece and my attempt, my whole goal for that that piece was to attempt to shatter the misconceptions regarding homeschooling. And I read, you know, threads. I'm in lots of different social media groups that focus on education. And the one thing that I hear over and over again is, well, that's not an option for everyone, especially for single moms. Right. And you are a single mom that homeschools. And so I would like for you to tell our listeners about your homeschool journey as a single working mom. Well, I, you know, obviously I'd been homeschooling for quite some time prior to deciding to divorce. Part of the reason why I didn't leave the marriage for so long was that fear of being Mm -hmm. able to homeschool by myself and thinking, I can't do this. This is, you know, how am I going to take care of these kids? And I still knew, I knew passionately Mm -hmm. that God wanted me to homeschool my children. I did not want them I, I knew that they would learn better in an individual environment rather than put in a public school or even in a private school where they had to 
match up with their peers and that's not right. you know they, they just had other challenges and that they would be sub- separated so mm-hmm. um that you know really was a matter of an intensive prayer um mm-hmm. and god providing and you know hi i started with um you know of course you start with usually you end up starting out with some child support but that very quickly ends for most people you know that didn't last long but mm-hmm. even even as, even at the beginning, I knew this wasn't going to last long, and I needed to find a way to provide and to all kinds of options. I, you and I even worked together on some, mm-hmm. you know, on a business together, mm-hmm. yeah, um, trying to start those things. And you know, I really what I did was keep the doors open, right? And always know that there is. The thing is, I think some women think, oh, I've got to make X amount of money uh-huh. to be able to provide for my children, mm-hmm. and you know that that's there. It's you know, you've got your bills, you've got your you know house payment or rent and utilities things you got to provide clothing and things like that but god is bigger than those numbers yes and i can't even tell you i i know i could sit down with my with my past bills and my past income and they wouldn't match up it was Mm -hmm. all god it was all the lord because well and i think you just spoke to something you said you knew that god wanted you to continue to homeschool so what i'm seeing is you remained obedient to god Yes. And he rewarded that obedience, right? Yes. Yes. And, and it was a, it's a faith walk for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't tell you that I did it easily. And I can't tell you that I wasn't whining and crying and saying, but God, but God, you know, the whole mm-hmm. time, because I definitely was. And I was very fearful of how was I going to be able to, you know, how I was going to be able to do this. But I really just, I sought out all kinds of income. I didn't close any doors on any type of income, even if it was just some people like, oh, you can make all kinds of money by answering surveys. Well, you really, you can't make a whole lot unless you're sitting there all day long answering surveys right you might earn you know 50 60 bucks a week on gift cards that you can use for groceries you know and that was that's a real thing for me that's 50 dollars worth of groceries there's you know some bread and things that you can do so i think that was the big thing and always looking for something you know determining you know i've even had a, a friend recently being called to homeschooled and she came and you know talked with me a little bit about you know what she was leaving a situation as well and you know she's like well but i could do this you know and maybe i could you know have a babysitter for him or whatever like you're looking at this job rather than going this isn't the job god has for me in this big picture Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. there is a job there is something available and you know don't just jump into this because you're scared right um, how you're going to provide he does have a you know position for you and for me um he used my skills he used my experience with fostering and adoption Mm-hmm. And that opened the doors for me. And I was able to like write home studies and, you know, work from home. I did it. I, I had a babysitter once a week for a little while until my kids were old enough to help, you know, to be left alone. And then at that point, I left them a schedule every week. And mm-hmm. there during this hour, this child is doing this kid's working uh, mm-hmm. on school. This kid's working on chores and this other kid is watching the little. Right. Know? And then the next hour, we, it rotates. And then the mm-hmm. next, you know, and, and if I'm gone for more than three hours, then we throw in a meal. And then we have, you know, screens afterwards. You know, uh-huh. everybody can watch TV. And usually they're quiet, you know, if you right. only an hour or so of TV, they're, you know, as a reward, they're good for that. So, you know, just looking for those ways to do it. You know, I, I'm, I work most weekends, my weekend mm-hmm. e- and most evenings doing mm-hmm. that. And I think, I think, don't you, it, do, would you say that that's probably the biggest fear uh, for single moms when they're trying to decide if they can homeschool is the financial aspect? I think so. Yeah, I know for mm-hmm. me that that's just 
you know, how am I going to do this alone without another person helping me with the income? Um, and, you and know, we, a lot of us, even a single mom, we've been, been, we've been a single mom for a long time. Right. Most of us you just with, but there is a benefit to having another person in the house physically. Mm-hmm. There's a benefit to having an extra income or even partial income, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it is a, it's a huge fear um, Yeah, you know, because you're taking on the sole responsibility of these kids. And, you know, for me, I answer to the Lord, you know, and, you know, it's it's not just to the government or, you know, or my parents or, you know, somebody who might think I'm not doing it well, I'm answering to the Lord and I want to make sure I'm doing what he wants me to do. And I don't want to just hover them at home and just keep them safe and protected and not school them. I want to be able to actually still be able to educate them. Right. Um, And, you know, the way that I, the way that God has shown me to educate each of these kids, which is different with every child. Mm-hmm. But um, I, well, I, I think, think you you touched on some really important topics when when you were just speaking and you spoke about you predominantly work on the weekends or mm-hmm. in the evenings. And I think that a lot of us, we get pigeonholed into believing that our work situation has to look a certain way, you know, get mm-hmm. up and go to work at eight o'clock in the morning and get home at five or five thirty in the afternoon. And that school has to occur certain right. hours throughout the week, Monday through Friday, but it doesn't have to look like that. Could you, no, you can, you can do school in the afternoon, yeah, you know, absolutely. And, and for a teenagers, quite honestly, that's the best time to do it mm-hmm. for many teenagers. Cause they're, they're night owls. Find, you know, just right. biologically, mm-hmm. they um, tend to be more awake in the evening and they sleep in, you know, mm-hmm. and then they do, they perform better if you, you know, let them sleep in and, you know, yeah, definitely flexibility is a, is just the, the big thing in right. being able to say, okay, this is not a, this box I don't fit in. Right. You know? exactly. I, I, there's a, there's other ways to do this. You know, uh, you know, you, you might have five little um, work from home jobs right. that provide, you know, this one provides a thousand dollars. This one provides two or 300. This one provides, you know, 50 bucks or whatever, you know, but they, they take 10 minutes of a day or something, you know, and you, you can get them, you know, work them in or they, while you're sitting at a ball game, you might be able to do something on your phone that you mm-hmm. can, you know, while they're practicing or whatever, or, you know, cause we're always chauffeuring kids and things like that. So, you know, look for ways where you can just maximize on your time, you know, yeah. whenever well, you have it. Exactly. And and another thing that I hear often too is support system. Mm-hmm. Did you, during, when you were navigating this process and you're still navigating this process, did you always have a support system? Because I, you know, I hear people say all the time, well, I don't have any family that lives nearby or, you know, I'm, I know that I'm not going to have any help. What would you say to someone that's considering homeschooling and they're a single mom? What would you speak to them about in terms of a support system? I would say the support system is there. You have to be humble enough and willing enough to seek it out and use it. Um, I didn't, you know, at first have a very good support system when I first divorced. Um, But I, you know, I plugged into a church that was, they were very um, pro, you know, they want to help the widows and orphans kind of attitude. You know, they, they saw my needs and they, you know, stepped up. I, I had a, brought me a washer and dryer at one point, you know, um, helped me move, helped me get my house ready to sell because, you know, they even paid my house payment a couple of months. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's help there. And it, it was very difficult. And I remember, um, I remember going to a friend there at that church and saying, you know, I feel like I'm just always the one in need. It's just, I'm just that one per you know, that, that woman, the single mom who always needs help, you know? And she said, she looked at me and she said, this is just your season. Mm-hmm. And right now you are this, you know, you need help. 
and God's providing it. And there will be a time when you're going to be the one providing for someone else right. in, their, in their season, you know, and that really encouraged me to mm-hmm. know, cause you just kind of feel like, you know, all eyes are on you and you're just, right. this, you know, needy person and any, but the thing is you, you are in need. Yes, and, you are in need. And, and I and would God, say, yeah. yeah. And, and I would say that a church, if you, you know, if your church is stepping up to the plate and helping you continue to navigate continuing to be obedient to God. What a ministry, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And I, so, you know, I was still plugging into my church. You know, uh-huh. I was still, you know, even as a single mom, I, I toting a baby in a carrier while I, you know, do, teaching, you know, a class, you know, so they could see the, me stepping in and helping, you know, mm-hmm. wanting to still serve, which makes them more, you know, desiring of wanting to help serve you as well. Right. Um, but you know, the, it, the help is really, it is there. And even without family, I mean, I, I had no family while for a very long time. Right. And, you know, I, I like networked with some homeschool moms mm-hmm. to um, watch, you know, I had, I, I needed with my um, writing the home studies, I needed to get away once a week and I, I would combine all my home visits into one day. Mm-hmm. And during that, so I would get someone that could watch my kids that, you know, it was like five, six hours, you know, with the traveling right. and everything I had to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like rotated. I had like four different homes and I rotated and that way it was, you know, these people were only helping me once a month. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and then, and I, I went, I had to drive out of my way to get them to some of the homes who, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't always going in that direction, right? you know, which made my drive time longer or whatever, but you know, that was the, it, it, it's the thing is, it's always going to be hard, right? but life is hard. No matter whether you're a single mom, married, life is just hard. You know, we're not here to be comforted. God didn't provide, you know, (laughs) we're on a journey towards heaven. I'm laughing, Kathy, because I just did, I I was a speaker at a local church and we spoke about the armor of God. And this is one of the topics that I discussed with uh, the ladies that were there. So yes, (laughs) you're right. Yeah. But the thing is, it's doable. You know, right. it, it, it may be difficult, but it's doable. And that, you know, you're looking at the end goal of why you're doing these things. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm, you know, yes, I'm putting in all these hours in my car traveling. And there were times I'd be crying in my car because it's just hard and you just feel, mm-hmm. you know, defeated or you're just tired, you yeah. know, yeah. but, you know, I still, you know, put on my worship music and just remind myself of why I'm doing this and that this, you know, is still a season and it does get easier. They'll get older. I won't need a babysitter. You know, I won't travel as much. You know, there's different things. You know, when you're teenagers, you can step away from the home more often. When they're right. younger, you need to be in the home, you know, most of the time or have somebody there responsible. So, um, it, you know, this is always going to be hard, but there's going to be different seasons of hard and different levels of hard. Um, exactly. Yeah. That you get through. Well, um, I know that some of your children are adopted. Mm-hmm. And you have also served as a foster parent. How did you make homeschooling work with all these different dynamics that you had going on? Um, I'm overly organized. <laughs> <laughs> Is, that That's a thing? Is that a Is that a thing? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I guess. <laughs> uh, I think, for one thing, I didn't take any children that were school-aged because uh-huh. I knew that that would be a bigger challenge than was, you know, I knew my limits. I set my mm-hmm. boundaries. I knew my limits. And uh, so, you know, I, I, I've had lots of, I can't even, I, I could be a, probably an RN by now as many uh, hours as I've spent in like therapies and doctor's appointments and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, hours and hours. I mean, sometimes it was, you know, 30 hours a week. Mm-hmm. So 
um, I, I think just being realistic mm-hmm. with, um, what's my primary goal in educating my kids. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I lean towards more life schooling mm-hmm. and less, you know, workbook, you know, kind of things. There's certain subjects where you do need to sit down and you do need to address and you do need to get a kid to read. And that takes, you know, some little bit of practice with them. Uh-huh. But there's a lot of things they're learning um, just by being out in the public and just by, you know, being in these environments that they were in. But uh, I, I think I just kept a pretty good schedule. Tried to stay, you know, stick with those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. You know, all my kids have had special challenges, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in lear- learning challenges, behavioral challenges, things like that. And some of that actually leans better with um, a tighter schedule. You know, right. Some kids, some kids are, you know, are they feel better, they behave uh-huh. better when they've got this environment that's predictable. Right. Um, well, so and I'm really- glad you brought that up because that was another thing that I wanted to touch on. I, I had a guest um, previously and she had has a child with Down syndrome and she is homeschooling him. And you have children that have special learning needs as well. So what would you say to parents, specifically uh, parents that may be single moms or single dads, and they are concerned about trying to navigate this homeschool journey with children who do have special learning needs. Uh, well, I first saw say to make sure that God is calling you to that because it is extra challenge. Um, mm-hmm. And it is something that you do have to be willing to navigate hard, you know, it's because, you know, I can't just, I can't just buy a bunch of workbooks and then, you know, go through them and be done. We check off school. School might be, I mean, I had a kid who learned to read on the top of the refrigerator, Mm-hmm. You know, and she'd be hanging upside down with a book in her hand, you know, right. Um, especially again, goes back to that flexibility and just being mm-hmm. willing to say, you know, I don't need to, it doesn't need to look like a public school because a public school isn't going to work for that kid anyway. Right. Um, it doesn't need to look like that. It needs to look like what, you know, each it's going to work well for each child. And, you know, one kid is, you know, movement, movement, movement. Mm-hmm. And another child is, you know, just give me black and white. Let me just see the, let me just see the facts. And he learned well, you know, that way. So there's yeah. definitely just keep, keep being willing to see, look at the child and look at their needs and, and adapt to those needs. Right. And it's no different. You know, I tell parents all the time, when I was a public school teacher, we had children that had special circumstances, special learning needs, and they required an IEP, an individualized right. education plan. And I tell parents all the time, when you homeschool, every child has an IEP because you can customize their education to that particular child. And every single person learns differently. So homeschooling actually, in my opinion, allows the flexibility to really be able to tap into that. And I tell parents that one of the things that I strongly encourage is for parents to de-school themselves, meaning you have to unlearn everything that you thought you knew about education. You know, we, most of us are products of the public school system. So we equate education to sitting in a desk for hours upon hours every day, Monday through Friday, thousands and thousands of hours. That's what we equate to education. But there's a big difference in (laughs) school and the acquisition of knowledge. And so I think that the first thing that's really important for parents is to actually do a deep dive into what 
what it really means to educate. A, a friend of mine said that she does not like to call it homeschooling because we aren't doing school at home. And, and, I, and right. I really liked that. That really resonated with me because she said, what we're doing is we're home educating. And, you know, we're one of our biggest goals, I think, as home educators is to create a lifelong love of learning, not just a memorizing of information, Precisely. right, yeah. to regurgitate facts so that they can pass a test. And, yeah, exactly. and you spoke to that when you said you were big on life schooling. And we might have mm -hmm. listeners that don't understand what that is. So could you tell us what you mean when you say life schooling? Um, for, there's some people who take it differently, but for me, um, it, it, there's weeks where we don't even open a book, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, a, a, a quote unquote school book. Um, we might read or um, do things in a, in a physical book, but mm -hmm. um, really using life to educate your child on, you know, my six-year-old asked a bazillion questions, you know, one day on the way to church, mm -hmm. we're, we're all about whale sharks, you know, mm -hmm. um, and so now she's interested in sharks and aquariums and things like that. And so you, uh -huh. just, you take that and you start opening up doors for them, you know, right. in, in different ways. You talk about fins or, you know, how they can breathe underwater or mm -hmm. how many teeth a shark have, you know, and you look those things up and you, you, you find those things. And those I find are the things that the kids are going to remember yes, in life absolutely. as opposed to, okay, now you want me to learn about raccoons you know right so now now i'm gonna learn about raccoons well i have yes. no interest in raccoons they're right. whatever now, if you let <laughs> so. yes if you let their education be driven by their interest i mean obviously they're going to retain more of that because they're interested in it and it's something that they want to learn and they're taking responsibility for their mm -hmm. education yeah and just letting go of that you know oh but i didn't do any you know, I didn't do any workbooks today or we didn't do math today or, you know, like, you know, we, we did do math. We went to the grocery store and we, you know, we, we right. realized, oh, you know, I don't have that much money for this or that, you know, or I, I want this toy and, you know, mm -hmm. I need to save for it, things like that. And, and it, there is definitely value in some book learning, you know, uh -huh. um, and, you know, teaching a kid to read and, and just learning to add and subtract those kinds of things. There's definitely a lot of value in, you can't just, I feel like some people just want to throw the whole thing out. Right. There is some value to sitting down and learning something mm -hmm. on paper and handwriting, right. things like that, that teach your brain to left, use both sides of your brain and all that. That's not my primary source of educating. You know, my, right. my and I think of... too, you know, as Christians, our primary objective is to make sure that we fully discipled our children. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, we get the opportunity to do that you know, as they rise up, as they walk by the way, as they lie, lie down when they're homeschooling, because we have the time mm -hmm. and, you know, it gives us the ability to be able to be the primary influence of that discipleship, because the people that your children spend the most time with are the ones that are going to be discipling your children, whether you want to believe that or not. Right. So as exactly. educators, as home educators, we have the ability to be the ones that are the primary influences, you know, throughout our children's formative years, which will allow them as they grow up and, and launch out into the world to be able to have the ability to defend their faith. Um, yeah, and Kathy, our, our listeners that are listening tonight, what would you say to them if someone walked up to you and said a single mom cannot homeschool? What would you say to them? Um, I would tell them that they, they're delusional. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And uninformed. Uh-huh. <laughs> because, yes. yes, they most definitely can. 
um, it is a harder path, but uh-huh. just becoming it, just deciding to be a single mom was a hard path to begin with. Right. Um, and if you can, you know, if you have that determination to get out of, you know, whatever situation you might be in, then you know, definitely you could do this as well. And especially if you really, you know, God is really calling you. And, and most of the time, I mean, really, if people are already like, oh, I wish I could, I wish I could, isn't that God calling you? Right. You know, or isn't yeah. he really trying to prompt you to do that as well? You know, he's already putting that seed in you and, exactly. and wanting you to start looking into how you can do it. You know, yeah. there's no, there's no like cookie cutter situation. I can't just right. say, okay, this is what you need to do as a single mom, because right. my situation was different. I, exactly. you know, I had some income coming in from a different sources that helped me be able to do different things, you know, to, mm-hmm. to change, you know, what I needed for, as far as my income, you know, and I have, you know, I have a degree in education. Not everybody has that, right. you know, there's, that gave me different jobs. So, you know, there, there's not a, just like in life, I guess, there's just no, no way of saying this is exactly what the steps you need to follow. I wish, you know, I could give you these steps, you know, right. even, in, even in producing a productive child, you know, a child to uh-huh. get them through, through homeschooling. I can't even, you know, I have, I have one child who I, I knew from the very, very, very young age was not going to be successful in um, any kind of, you know, testing any, you know, she, she was never going to reach those that like state approved, I guess, right. <laughs> whatever yeah. levels. But, you know, my goal was to make sure I would rather she not ever learn to read, never learn to write, never learn to add or subtract as long as she knew the Lord. Right. And, and that was my that's been my primary goal. So. Right. Exactly. Um, well, what advice yeah. would you give to single working moms that are just starting their journey or, or maybe they've been walking their journey for a little while and and they are overwhelmed? What would you give? What piece of advice would you give to them to encourage them? I, I several things. <laughs> things I think uh, one thing is every dollar saved is important, and every uh-huh. dollar earned is important. Um, don't look at any, you know, as like oh, it's just this amount of money or whatever. Every everything you can bring in, everything you can save, you know, frugally, any way you can, you know, coupons, things like that that you can do to save money, it matters. Focus on what God tells you is important for your children, and not what the world is telling you that they should learn. So that you know that that is going to help you to create the schedule or environment in the home, you know, the work, be, your ability to work when you focus on what you really need to be doing. Mm-hmm. I don't need to, you know, I don't have to buy all these workbooks that are so expensive. I can't afford right. or, you know, I can, mm-hmm. you can beg and borrow, you know, there's so many, there's so many resources. You just need to tap into them and just, you know, look, be humble and say, look, I, you know, I really need it. I really like this math. You know, does anybody have this math? Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot, most of them will say, oh, hey, it's sitting on my shelf. Nobody's used it in 10 years. Right. Go ahead, you know, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Um, or, you know, I have the, I have the teacher's book. At least that saved you 30, $40, you know, right. um, you might still have to buy the, te- the student book for it or whatever, you know, j- just don't be afraid to seek help um, and don't, don't feel like even if you, family isn't your only resource, family isn't your only support. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sometimes family is not even a good support to be right. So, right. you know. Um, yeah. Well, that's wonderful to... advice, Kathy. And and I know that so many listeners will probably be able to relate to all the advice that you've given them today. And and I know that what we really need to remember, and Kathy spoke about this, is if you are obedient to God, he always provides. And I think mm-hmm. Kathy would agree that he never left her or, you know, he was always there for you. Wouldn't you say, Kathy, yeah. and he's provided a way for you to continue on this Every path. bill, never paid a bill. I've never missed a bill. Wonderful. Yep. Never. He's because, always provided. Yep. He always provides. Well, I want to take the time to thank Safe Storage again tonight for sponsoring tonight's show. If you have storage needs 
and you are in Columbia, Mount Pleasant, or Hohenwall, Tennessee, reach out to safestoragetn.com. And I want to leave you with this. It is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. We love you here at WXRQ, but remember, Jesus loves you so much more. Good night and God bless.